Hello everyone, welcome back to my product chat series. Today our product chat guest is Roshni, who is the Associate Director of Product at Chewy and has been in the industry for over seven years. And today we will be discussing about Roshni's journey as a PM and her advice as to how others can transition into the field. I'm so excited to have you, Roshni. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm good too. Uh, so before I go for the questions, um, can you tell me why did you choose product management? Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, there's it's been very little choice in life, <laughs> but I kind of fell into product management because I was looking for a role that suits my strengths. Okay. Um, and that will also build up talents that I wanted in my personal life. Mm -hmm. And I was at Amazon at the time and product management just seemed like the perfect role for it because you need people who enjoy connecting with each other and who like coming up with ideas and then influencing and then also having to deal with a lot of the grunt work yes. of rolling up your sleeves and doing things that that you just need to do because there's no one else to do it. Um, and then through sheer force of will, sometimes getting a product across the finish, finish line. Makes sense. Uh, so since you already mentioned, like you were already at Amazon, so I believe that you transitioned to that role. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I used to be in finance. Then I was a business intelligence engineer uh, for some time. And then a manager at that time said that I would do much better if I switch to product management. Not that I wasn't doing well as a BIE. He just thought that that role would suit me much better. Um, and so I gave it a shot for about six months and I was like, yep, this is it. And then I went oh. to school for it. <laughs> so how was the change like? The change between? Both the roles. The, um, when I was a BIE, I got to spend a lot of time diving really, really deep into one problem. Now as a product manager, and especially as a product leader, I can't dive as deeply into one problem, but I do get to dive very deeply into one problem space. And then there's multiple other people who dive more specifically into the problem within that space. Makes sense. Uh, so if you see like your day-to-day, -day, I know it's very different like day-to-day -day wise for product managers. How would you define like a regular day for you as a PM? Uh, of course, like you said, it differs day-to-day. -day. Um, and a regular day is hard to describe. It kind of, I think, mirrors the product launch cycle more than anything. Um, if a product is about to launch, then a lot of my time is taken up with meetings and trying to make sure the testing is done correctly. If I'm about to pitch a product idea at the very beginning during the product discovery phase, then a lot of my meetings are filled with C-suites to try to you know, pitch the idea to them and see if I get funding. And honestly, the best time is when I have no work in the middle of, you know, <laughs> the product execution where the engineers are doing something or the UX designers are doing something. And then I can just go ahead and focus on other things because um, a product person is not as important during those. Hmm. Okay. So um, if you see your like past experience at the other places and then your education as well, 
what um, is there anything that helped you for this specific role? Hmm. I think things in my personal life have honestly helped more than whatever I've ever learned in my professional life. Mm -hmm. um, and by that, I mean, one of the things that I learned growing up is that, uh, and this is from my dad, um, mm -hmm. that your career and just your day job will never necessarily help you learn all the skills you need to get to the next level. And so you have to dedicate time outside of your job or set aside time in your job to studying things that you may not get during uh, your day job. So for example, mm -hmm. um, when you have a junior PM versus a senior PM versus like a product leader, the things that change are how well you understand strategy and how well you think about strategy. But when you're a junior PM, you spend almost all your time executing. So like, where is strategy going to come up? Like, no, you may get to figure out where strategy is um, in one of your products and then you like start off there, but you will accelerate much, much faster if you read books on strategy or spend some of your work time just looking at case studies on strategy and how different companies approach different problems. I've grown much faster just dedicating 30 minutes a day on either reading a book or like analyzing a company than executing on a project where, where it's mostly just I've learned things that, you know, help in the future, but won't necessarily help me go faster. Um, and then the second thing I've learned is, and this is something that we all learn, um, and it especially ap applies to product management. People are more likely to do things for you if they like you. And so if you're likable and you make people feel seen and heard, and I'm all about being informal, I'm not a very formal person and I just don't like being that way. Mm -hmm. uh, it's much more fun to work on something and it's much more fun to ideate and like get things done. Um, and so those are the two things <laughs> that I use a lot um, when I'm, you know, doing anything product related. I love the answer, especially the first one that you mentioned that outside of the job and outside of the education, that's a really good point. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so how about like, let's figure out, okay, what does the PM do? Like what PM offers to the team? This is a, this is a great question. There are many times where I just sit there thinking I'm not really needed. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but if you really think about it, and actually, I'll just stop one second. For some reason, my Alexa's starting. One second. Are you sure? Okay. Sorry, I'm back. Okay. Um, I, uh, I think it really depends on the type of product that you're working on. So mm -hmm. there's three-ish different types of uh, spaces within tech where PMs are. There are uh, engineering heavy, like system, systems design based problems that are there. And then there are feature specific problems. And then there are experience specific problems. Like you're trying to build out an entire experience and a feature may or may not come out of it. Um, and so PMs I think are mostly really needed and will probably feel the most needed when they are in experience based problems where you're trying to build out an entire experience and see what it feels like. And you're pulling in the UX person, you're pulling in 
the engineering person as well. Whereas if they're in something that's really, really technical, like something that's systems-based, a PM may not feel like they're adding that much value. There are some PMs who do, um, but a lot of times they may feel like, well, okay, I'm not really necessary. Like maybe a program manager is one that's needed. Whereas, you know, a feature one is more uh, like a blend of someone who's a product person and a program person, whereas an experience is almost all product. Makes sense. So... Um, when you mentioned about those like technical side, like software side, is it more like a technical product manager that you're mentioning about? Yeah, 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 yeah. But there are teams where it is so technical that having a PM on the team is really not worth it. And a lot of the PMs feel like they are doing program management work rather than product work. And that's absolutely probably the case. <laughs> um, and it's because they are not able to... Uh, think really big or see where things can go because it is all about optimizing the system where engineers are the ones who are the subject matter experts. Okay, sounds good. So um, so since we already talked about like what's a day-to-day -day like in the life of a product manager, how about like since you have been in the field since like seven years, um, there are so many new grads that are coming right now. What do you think like, What's the good quality for a new product manager? Um, okay. One of the best things a new product manager can do is to listen. Um, <laughs> product management, it has like this uh, title associated with it that I think Marissa Mayer popularized. And it's not entirely true, which is, you know, the CEO of your product. That doesn't really become true until you're like, you know, later on as a product person. Um, but when you're starting off as a new product person in the career uh, as a product person, or even when you're joining a new team, listening and trying to figure out what specifically is the problem that you're trying to solve are some of the best things that you can do. What you'll usually find, and I can tell a junior PM very quickly within like the first minute, is based off of how well they listen and how much they are more uh, worried about getting their idea across rather than just trying to figure out what is the problem and then just brainstorming the best idea, even if it's not yours. That was a good one. <laughs> I'm just thinking myself, whenever I was in the interview, was I answering or was I listening? <laughs> <laughs> um. So what skills or background would you suggest for um, a product manager? Like you just transition to the role, but then there are other new grads who would like to, you know, just start it as like a product manager. So in that way, how do you think a new product manager should go about? This is a really tough question. And I appreciate you asking. Um, I feel like there's a lot of LinkedIn posts that say that, uh, as a product manager, you should do this, you should do this. And then, you know, you can increase your chances of becoming a product manager, but product management in itself is a very ambiguous role and it differs by company. And so there is no true uh, criteria for what a product manager is. And if you really think about it, a lot of the product managers I know, they kind of just stepped into it by luck. <laughs> And it sucks because people don't want to admit that luck is like one of the biggest ways they got to where they are, but it is what it is. You were just in the right place at the right time. 
I was at the right place at the right time. I had a manager who said that you should think about product management as a field. And then he gave me the opportunity to try it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there are others who will try for years and probably be unable to get there because luck is not on their side right now. Um, the, you know, the most sure shot way of doing this um, is to get an MBA. Mm -hmm. And through that program, interview for product roles, um, study, and then interview for product roles, and then get a product manager job. You really just need to get that first job to get the stamp of a product manager and then be able to get somewhere. Um, but that's a very expensive proposition. It costs about $200,000 to get one. Um, I got one uh, and I didn't do it to become a product manager. I mostly did it for other reasons. And so, um, but another way that you can try, if you have a supportive team and you have a supportive manager and you like the company that you're in, it's much easier to switch to product management within the company that you're in than um, trying to get a job as a product manager with no experience in it. And then finally, if you're a new person who's graduating and trying to get a product manager job, that is really impossible to do. One of the first things that you can try is the APM programs, the associate product, associate product manager programs that they have. Those are very, very competitive. And I personally don't think people should start off their career as a product manager uh, because you're most effective as a product manager when you have a super skill to back you up. Um, just being good at product management, that's so ambiguous that it's not always helpful. Um, whereas if you have something to lean back on and you know it can be really one of three things, which is analytics, engineering, or UX, um, then it helps you out a lot because then you have, a, you know, your product management skills, and then you have a super skill that you can lean back on all the time to stand out. Some really good points. Also, there's like one way I just want to know, like, what do you think about that way? So a lot of new graduates, like they are trying to build their own product, and they're going to like some certifications, they're building their own product. What do you think about that part? I think working on your own product and trying to launch that is awesome. Um, I have a couple mentees who are going down that route and they're building out their own product and then trying to get funding for it. But that's like a set of skills that are just phenomenal. And like, they don't even need to join a regular product as a regular product manager somewhere because they are building a set of skills that are very hard to find. But if you want to be like, you know, just a product manager at Fang um, or even non-Fang, it is much better to join as something else build your skill in that and then go from there you can always you know join us something else and then on the side build a product and then use that to switch somewhere else but again it's always easier to do it within the company that you're in rather than trying to look for it in a new company yeah makes sense um so what advice would you have for students who are entering this field or if there's any professional who has been work, uh, who has been working since a couple of years and who wants to transition to product management, what advice would you have for them? Uh, <clears throat> a lot of people, I think, look to PM mentoring as a way to figure out how to switch into product or do well, uh, which I 
I agree is a great way to do things if you pointedly know the question that you're asking and what you want to do. But if you haven't, you know, ha done the job before, then it's very difficult to come up with pointed questions. And so it can be a very inefficient way of trying to get information. Um, a much better way kind of goes back to my old advice is to read books on product management and what it is and how it differs within different companies and what a product manager actually does. Um, and how you can be successful. And those are all questions that you've already asked, right? Um, but there's multiple different books that you can you can read on it. One of the first books is um, the, oh, wow, I've completely forgotten it. It's right <laughs> on myself, but for some reason I can't, I think it's called like cracking, oh, it's called Cracking the PM Career. Yeah. Um, and it's different from, uh, cracking the PM interview. So the okay. same author has now written another book called Cracking the PM Career, and it was published last year. Uh, and it's phenomenal. It's like a Bible of PM things and things that you should know as a PM. Um, and you can read that within like, you know, a week, two weeks, and very quickly figure out a lot of the information to be able to seek out a mentor to ask them appointed questions. Another really good book is uh, this one, which is escaping the build trap that's really good because it tells you about what product management really is and how you can create value as a product manager um on top of that there's you know multiple blogs and uh multiple linkedin influencers some of whom are my friends who have already talked about it a lot and so I find that most people when they reach out to me about you know product management and what it means it is just very disappointing that they haven't taken the time to read even the blogs or just like do a Google search on it. Um, when just doing that will be immensely helpful and help them figure out whether they're even the right fit. One of my mentees switched to product um, and figured out after a year and a half that they actually don't like it. Um, and it's really possible. You can get very burnt out in product and I totally see it, but they switched into it because they kept seeing all the hype about how great product management is and then found out they don't care for it. I've actually had a couple coworkers do the same. One coworker switched to product, was doing really well and realized that they don't care for it and then went back to being a software engineer. So just doing a quick Google search, which, which sounds like very basic advice, but you'll be surprised by how many people just don't do that. I know that there's like a lot of hype about product management. People think, okay, we are just managing things here. So they just want to get into that. But again, there's so, so much more than uh, more into it. Um, coming to the question. Um, so once you enter the field, how do you grow once you are in the field? Like once how you grow as a PM then? Uh, so growing as a PM comes down to three things. Uh, and two of them kind of feed into the third one, but I'll start with the inputs and then go to the output. The first is how you present yourself. Um, and this can be in multiple different ways. And then obviously the more unconscious, unconscious biases you face, the more ambiguity there is on how you should present yourself, but that's definitely one of them. Um, and then the second is how well others perceive you and how well they perceive your ability to get things done. And the reason I say perceive is because P 
people who are perceived to get things done don't always do the work. They just are very good at making people seem like they are. And that helps them. And that is one way to grow. Um, but then ultimately, you know, the output here, like you're doing these two things for the ultimate output, which is to uh, increase your scope. A lot of like the single thing that PM growth depends on is increasing your scope. And so learning strategy skills, learning execution skills, learning influence skills, all of that is done to increase your scope because that's what determines what level you are and how fast you're growing and how fast your career is going to grow. Okay, I love that answer. Um, so, so you already mentioned about how to constantly improve as a PM. Um, how would you say about the product owner or scrum roles? Do you think that could be like a stepping stone for product management? I don't know enough about product, the product owner role. I've had some interaction with them, but not enough. So my answer may be incorrect and I apologize for that if it is. But I think from what I see, it is a really good stepping stone to ultimately becoming a product manager. One of the problems that new product managers face when they come from another career is the ability to own things. Mm -hmm. And owning is glamorized too much, I think, when really all it means is you try to make sure that everybody is has the help that they need to get the portion of the work that impacts the product done. Because not everybody you know, has the big picture of what's happening or really cares to hit the deadline because they don't know what the deadline may be or it's just not important to them. And so a product owner from what I've seen generally tends to do that. Um, but then where they may be missing is the ability to think strategically um, and to come up with really creative ideas, things that you know help expand your scope. Like I've worked with uh, product managers who were uh, previously program managers or technical technical program managers, and they switched to the product role, and they still treat it like it's a technical you know program manager role when really it's program management plus the strategy piece and they are missing the strategy piece and they don't know that they are. And so they kind of are unable to grow as a product manager despite having the title because they're treating it as a role that it's not. Okay, makes sense. Um, so if you have um, if you have interviewed anyone in the past for product manager roles, what do you look for in a resume or what do you look for when you interview that person? Um, I'll be honest here. The resume is usually not looked at by anyone except the, the recruiter. Okay. Um, and then maybe as a hiring manager, I'll look for just, you know, which company they work at, how long they've been a product manager, maybe, you know, some signs of what scope they've had to see if they're okay for the role. Um, but generally it's the recruiters who, uh, who look at it and then try to determine it. Okay. Um, for what I actually look for in an interview, it depends on the level that I'm interviewing for. Um, the higher up the level, the more I expect them to ask questions than to jump into problem solving. Okay. Because as you become a product leader, one of the big value adds that you bring to the table is 
being able to pinpoint what the actual question is that we're trying to answer. And that is surprisingly tough to do because people are generally answering the wrong question and they don't know it. Um, and so that's what I would look for. Um, for a more junior PM, I would look at whether they are able to come up with a framework for the response, communicate that framework, um, and then be able to at least lower the ambiguity of the question um, that I'm asking. And then for a brand new PM, I would just look to see if they are able to even approach problem solving in a way that at all makes sense and is structured. Okay. Um, any example do you have like specifically that could tell that could tell you that okay, that person actually has that mindset? Um, yeah. So I used to, when I was at Amazon, I used to interview people at Wharton, um, to see, uh, to see if uh, they, if we want to give them an offer as an intern or as a full-time. And one of the best questions to ask right off the bat is design a product. And then you see how they react. And the ones who just give you an idea are the ones who normally won't pass unless if the idea, if, you know, while presenting the idea, they like show like structured thinking and how they came to it and all of that. But generally, if they just like present an idea and like throw it at a wall, that is not product management. Um, and so they won't pass. Whereas those who they, uh, whereas those who respond back with, okay, uh, should it be a physical or a digital product? right? If they start asking questions and then like narrow down the scope, because in my mind, when I say design a product, I haven't actually thought through what type of product. I'm just kind of like trying to see if they can lower the ambiguity. Um, then, you know, when they ask questions and like narrow it down, then it just makes it very likely that they're going to pass the interview. I mean, I've had people do that and then still not show any structured thinking when they were uh, answering the question and like actually designing the product that they chose, um, but like 90% of the time they've passed the interview. Hmm. Okay, that was a good one. <laughs> um, so what are your future aspirations or goals within PM? Uh, so I own app acquisition and engagement for Chewy, okay. uh, which is just like millions of customers uh, that I impact directly. And so what I'm trying to do is essentially a problem that I faced when I was at Amazon, which is increased usage of the app at Chewy. Mm -hmm. um, and that's about as much as I can say <laughs> without like yes. going past my NDA. Okay, sounds good. Uh, but thank you so, so much. This was very helpful. Uh, I'm sure whoever is watching it, even me, that was really helpful for me as well. So thank you. Of course, thank you. Thank you.